This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. Today's show is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. But let's be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know what Loot Crate is. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more than that. So make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash T-P-A-W, that's two packs a week, lootcrate.com slash T-P-A-W, and enter the code T-P-A-W-3 to save $3 on any new subscription. From the Audio Laboratory in Meltdown Comics, it's two packs a week with me, Jeffrey Golden, me. Welcome to Two Packs a Week, the trading card comedy show. Every week I open up packs of weird, retro, occasionally educational trading cards with a funny friend. This week's guest is an internationally known stand-up comedian who has performed on The Last Comic Standing, on The Nerdist, on Jimmy Fallon, and is the co-host of the Probably Science podcast. Ladies and gentlemen... Matt Kirshen. Hey, man. How's it going? Going great. How about yourself, Matt? I'm pretty good, thanks. You have a degree in mathematics. That's technically true, yes. What is the connection between math, science, and comedy? Because we've had a number of folks on our show. They majored in impressive and smart-sounding degrees, and they end up in the... You like writing <laughs> jokes and dancing around on stage for a living? Yeah, how does that work? Because I've never been smart, so well, I, case, I have no how idea. how it works is... You're really good at a subject at high school and then for the kind of first year of university. And then you kind of stop putting the work in and you hit your level. <laughs> and then you also find out that you like making people laugh. This is so much easier so and more fun. that's the shortcut answer. But there is a parallel. If we're being kind of nerdy about this, this is a nerdy podcast. We can deal with this. Oh, yeah. But get there ready. is definitely. We've devoted 20 minutes to discussing ALF cards on this show. <laughs> right. This is a nerdy show. You're so in a safe space. There is definitely some overlap some parallel between the sort of logical but lateral thinking you have to do to do certain kinds of high-level mathematics, like to prove a theorem, as there is to write a joke. There is that same kind of rolling concepts around in your head with a certain amount of idea of the through line, but not quite sure where until the penny drops and it falls into place. So let me see if I understand you correctly. What you're saying is a person with a comedy podcast is as smart as somebody who graduated with an advanced mathematics degree in MIT. Uh, yeah, exactly. The same. Well, there is, in some cases, it is the same person. Yeah, like in I know. some cases, like the Futurama writing staff. Yeah. So we have a somewhat educational show for us today. We have two packs of trading cards to open up. First is Disney presents Bill Nye the Science Guy. Five cards plus one pop-out card per pack. This is from the Skybox Corporation. See, I always forget that Bill Nye was originally a Disney character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was drawn by the nine old men. He was in Cinderella originally. Here's the weird thing. When you go to the parks, the theme parks, and you see the Bill Nye walking around, yeah. he's not allowed to talk. The kid in the costume is not allowed to talk. I know, which is weird because you want to talk to him about science. Yeah, or and about... they have to explain, this isn't the real Bill Nye. This is just one of his helpers. And then you start crying because your <laughs> illusion is shattered for you. Now, this is very exciting. These are interactive cards 
and we could possibly win a free vacation to Walt Disney World to see Innoventions. Do you remember Innoventions at Epcot? Oh, no. I did do Epcot when I was... A little younger? Yeah, quite a bit younger. I'm going to say 30 years ago. These cards are from 1995. Innoventions was a part of Epcot where they would get corporations to show you things and you would walk around and look at those things. So, for example, it would be like, welcome to the kitchen of the future, brought to you by, you know, Honeywell. And then it's, here's a regular stove. Yeah. And here's a regular fridge. But maybe there'll be a computer in it someday. There's a video that I'm slightly obsessed with, and it's on the BBC News website. It starts off with, the reporter going into just a standard hotel room and going like, oh, look at this. It's so uninteresting. And block- <laughs> and he's just looking and going, that's a perfectly fine three-star hotel. And then it goes to this hotel of the future and it's the bleakest, <laughs> most horribly <laughs> dispassionate. It finishes. Blinding white walls. I'll send you a link and then you could, I don't know, post it on your website or whatever if you want to. It just finished w- with this shot of the bed rocking slowly from side to side while he sits on the end of it looking at this window screen of a... But I think it's like a landscape, and you see it shot from behind with him kind of silhouetted, and it makes him look like he's the last man on earth. <laughs> like it, makes him, it looks like the most horrifying, we've, awful experience. Because the outside world is so desolate, <laughs> we've eliminated windows and given you screens to remember <laughs> the pre-apocalypse times. Yeah, it looks like an alien race has stolen that man and tried to reconstruct <laughs> what a human might like. <laughs> I just got it slightly like, wrong. We also have from from... This is a very legit trading card company. Cards with a Z. C-A-R-D-Z. So, so you know the they cards have cards, company. but be fun. Yeah, a little bit fun. A little bit, little bit fun in there. <laughs> this is Douglas Adams, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Cards. Right. Tough choice to make. Will you open Bill Nye or Hitchhiker's Guide? You know what? Science fiction or science fact. Because I really want to win that trip to the world of the future. <laughs> And I'm sure that competition is still running and valid. Absolutely. A couple oh, of decades later. Yeah, if you win, Michael Eisner comes <laughs> yeah. down to, with a helicopter to Meltdown Comics and like takes you to the past. The takes final you to winner, the final ticket. <laughs> it's like the Wonka factory's been waiting for the sixth kid. <laughs> like they, all this time. Just getting old. They've been outside the gate for two decades, just getting <laughs> older and more exhausted. The crowd slowly trickled away. All right, you choose Bill Nye. Umpa Lumpas have died and been replaced by their sons. <laughs> I'm imagining it's a family trait. Like you just have to come in, right? I will start us off with the Hitchhiker's Guide cards here. Okay. All right, let's open up and see what we got here. Get the. Oh, I like that you're opening it right next to the mic for that reel. I know. All right, I will start us off here. First image is a gentleman, possibly Arthur Dent. He looks to have a worried expression on his face. And he's looking at some mice. The artwork, it's a very, like, 80s comic art illustration style, I would say. Yeah. And then when you flip it over, we see the guide here, and it's giving us some knowledge about the card that we're seeing, as well as a logo here, Hitchhiker's Guide logo, and it's in space. The guide reads, The Mouse's Tale. Our cast is reunited with Trillion's Mice. See card number 61. At a beautifully set dinner table, here the mice explain that there is no need to build another Earth, as they now have a native of the planet who left seconds before it was destroyed. Arthur. So that was Arthur. Yeah, I'd be pretty surprised. I'd be pretty surprised if mice told me anything. 
I don't think there's anything in English that a mouse could tell me where I wouldn't be surprised. What iteration of Hitchhikers do you reckon the kids start with? Like, do they start with the books now, or do they start with the film, or the TV series, or the radio? Uh, Hopefully they're just starting with the first book. Don't be a noob. Yeah, although the radio series predated the book. That's very true, and I love the radio series, too. I made a radio sketch show years ago, and it was BBC, and one of the recording engineers was the same guy who did Hitchhikers. Oh, that's amazing. Whose name I now embarrassingly can't remember. But So was he just trying to throw in a lot of hitchhikers stuff in, like, would you like some gurgles or would you like some rocket sounds? He's like an old school BBC recording engineer guy, so he was just, like, we had to be told that by the producer <laughs> of the show. And we're like, oh, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I did that. What's your first card there, man? My first card is a book that says Don't Panic on the front. Classic hitchhikers. Yep. On the back of it, it says Don't Panic. Ford shows Arthur an entry on the Vogons in the Hitchhiker's Guide. The bit about the Dentressi now being employed as cooks and welcoming hitchhikers isn't in it, however. Ford explains that it's his job to do the field research for the new revised edition, and this is one of the pieces of information he will include. Here's the thing I'm starting to realize about these cards. Yes. It's kind of like if you were to explain what happens in Hitchhiker's to a 10-year-old who just wants to know the plot points but without any of the stuff that makes it good. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh, and then he did this, and then he went there, and then they finished. Right. Without any he of He went the... into a spaceship, and the spaceship went far. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. He and there met was... different people, and there were some dolphins, and then there were some mice, and there was a man with two heads who he met. And the kids are just like, oh, hilarious. Yeah. It's... Things happening. <laughs> Love it. A Genius. It's like describing a porn as like a man came to do plumbing but he didn't do plumbing and then he left the house (laughs) (laughs) the end i've got a card i like this one a lot this is zephod here and he's got his two heads and he's a surfer dude looking guy with chilling out here he's got a sash that says galactic president because of course if you're a politician you have the sash on all the time and he's holding a mixed drink with a parasol in it and he's hanging out with a worm dragon as he likes to do. Uh-huh. And it says, Zaphod Beeblebrox, what can be said about this two-headed, three-armed, pan-galactic, gargle-blaster, drinking, egotistical, adventurous, terribly handsome, spaceship-stealing, pleasure-seeking president of the galaxy that hasn't been said in this very sentence? <laughs> Not much, really. That was good. That had a humorous bent. Yeah, that works. This works for me. This is a good card. So far, I'm going to put this in the good pile here. And this other pile goes right to the garbage. My next card, well, it's entitled The Towel Part 2. Is this the drawing of Arthur or is this just a random guy? I think it's a random guy. I don't know. It's weird that this the art style is pretty different. Like it's, It is. They use uh, blue lines instead of black lines to outline everything. And it's this sort of... Is uh, this like a night scene? Is that the way they illustrate it? It's a night scene. The Towel Part 2. The Hitchhiker's Guide also says that a towel has immense psychological value. For some reason, if a strag, brackets, a non-hitchhiker, discovers that a hitchhiker has his towel with him, he will automatically assume that he is also in possession of all the other things vital to interstellar travel. You know, the first thing I thought of when you said towel was like how much I could use a towel in this room. This, this is, is a really hot room. See what I mean? He was a good writer. <laughs> he was Douglas. a good writer. He knew 
that it was important to take a towel with you everywhere. Because he was recording this audio drama. Maybe the sound room that he recorded in was super hot, too. I wouldn't be surprised. It's very unlikely that a BBC radio studio from several decades ago (laughs) had effective air conditioning. Maybe just the inclusion of towel was just a passive-aggressive joke. That's not the BBC. (laughs) It would be far from impossible. So Card 63, this is where I could have done with a bit of revision on pronunciation. Go on. Because it's the two guardians of the computer, Deep Thought. And it's Lunquol and I'm going to say Fug. Yeah. P H O U C H G. Of the Fug fighters. Yeah. If you will. Right. Oh, that's how they got the name. Yeah. And the picture, their interpretation of it, features two men, one noticeably taller than the other, the other shorter and more portly, wearing almost like a sort of priestly robe, but in purple, red, and sort of a brownish orange with a hood with sort of earpieces on the side and question marks on the front. Yeah, that's my evening wear. That's what I wear every evening. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do wear that. Yeah, I know. Remember you came over to my house one time and I I was lounging and I was wearing that question mark? Well, here was what was weird because I came around the sort of twilight and you were sort of in the process of changing into it. Right. And it was quite the ceremony. We've got trumpets. You know, I just feel like it's worthy of ceremony changing into my evening wear. Yeah. It's an occasion worth recognizing. This is so just taking all of the fun out of the Sucking it like a mosquito, sucking the blood. It's like hearing my mom describe a joke. Can you read the card as your mom? A race of pran-dimensional beings created the supercomputer. I don't really understand computers. You know I don't do computers, but like I've just learned to email. Have you got an email? I've got an email. Let me show you how to use the email. I'll internet you a thing. After 7.5 million years, that's a very long time, the answer arrived. And it was the privilege of the two custodians of the computer, Lunquil and Fug, I'd never know how to pronounce the name of me, like a ridiculous name, <laughs> they come over here, to be the first to hear the awesome answer, 42. Now, let me tell you why that was good. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you why that's funny. <laughs> 42 is just a random number. It doesn't have any special significance. We have to take a break. We'll be right back. Two. Build night, the science guy. Cards, trading cards. Is this my cue to open it? <laughs> that is your subtle cue. <laughs> you told me that you're going to do a song, and at that point, that's when I have to open the cards. But I wasn't sure whether the, the, it was the song about open. Oh, I nearly bent the cards there in the process of opening them. Oh no, you got to be super careful. Got to be super careful because <laughs> I could have completely devalued these valueless items. Yeah, they, I think they might be somehow worth more damaged. Well, the first of them says oxygen in a sort of Comic Sans type <laughs> this is the mid face. This yeah. is the mid-90s. Comic Sans was at the height it's of its popularity. It's meant to look a bit Comic Sans and a bit like graffiti, like someone's just graffitied the word oxygen onto this card. Great. And it has white arrows pointing... I don't even know what it's meant to be pointing at. There's like a green mass, and it looks like it's pointing at bubbles. Like, that's oxygen. <laughs> and then next to it in... Again, this is very... Like, someone has just bought a graphic design program and is using all of the functions. <laughs> there is a six-word phrase followed by a question mark. It says, why does a cactus have spines? Question mark. Each of those words and the punctuation are in different colors and fonts. <laughs> like, every individual word. Like, have a look at that. That's... Yeah. Some it, terrible graphic design. It's like a local newsletter it for is. like a bake sale. It's exactly that. It's just like, your nephew does computers. Doesn't he get him to do something? Get him to do something about the bake sale. They do pack a lot of stuff into these cars, though. On the back, there is a picture of Bill Nye. Good. Looking quite young. 
I hope there aren't any cards that don't have a picture of Bill Nye on them. Yeah. I'm coming to these cards expecting a lot of funny photos of Bill Nye. Now, I always confuse Bill Nye Science Guy and Bill Nye the actor. Yes, I agree that they have very similar names. Do you think he calls himself Bill Nye the actor guy? I'm sure he does. <laughs> and he introduces himself fully every time he meets anyone. <laughs> it would be strange if he didn't. <laughs> so around the outside, it says... Experiment. Keep a potted plant on its side for a few weeks. Parentheses. You'll have to stand it up to water it once a day or so. And then it continues to say, plants grow towards the sun, so your plant will bend in the middle. Or die. And your mom will be furious. <laughs> yeah, you'll also get soil on the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've got one here. How does gas make a car go? Also in the hideous number of fonts. Now, it's Bill Nye, and he's standing in front of a waterfall. Wearing a hard hat. Wearing a hard hat. None which, of that makes sense. Which <laughs> doesn't... That has anything to, like, why is he wearing a hard hat at a waterfall? Like, it's a construction site. <laughs> yeah, which it technically is, but a very slow geological <laughs> construction site. It's just like that he goes underneath a waterfall, like a powerful waterfall with his hard hat, yeah. and just likes to see it, like, the water just spout in different directions. Like, wee! And he giggles, and they're like, Mr. Nye, we need just film the show right now. We're losing light. Can you go back? <laughs> Can you go back to the car prop, please, Mr. Nye? We're right, talking the water about gasoline. Is splashing off my hat like it's nothing. <laughs> I feel like that's how he laughs. Yeah, that's that's it. Why? Not a drop of the water could possibly crush my skull with his hat on. Your your creationist views are ridiculous. <laughs> Energy. And with energy, I'll point out that every letter in the word energy is a different size and a different color. Well, that's <laughs> so how horrible. Just shows you how exciting energy is. By changing potential energy into kinetic energy, that's how. Gasoline has a lot of potential energy because of the way the chemicals in it are linked together. It's called chemical potential energy. <laughs> Yay, listen, Bill Nye, I can put the words I just said together into sentences, too. Doesn't make me a science guy. When gasoline is burned in a car's engine, some of that energy is turned into kinetic energy, which makes parts of the engine move, and that makes the car go vroom. But that didn't say anything about the waterfall. Well, actually, a waterfall is an example of potential energy converting into kinetic energy. But they didn't make the link. They didn't make that link to the waterfall. And also, they don't tell you what kinetic or potential... That's a card that actually leaves you less aware of how the world works. (laughs) Do you think kids are just like, how do you make a car go? Put it under a waterfall. Yeah. Did we get this interventions card? I don't think we've got it. I don't think so, because it says on the packet here, win a free vacation to Walt Disney World to see interventions. No purchase necessary. See details on box. But we don't have a box. Mm, I don't like this. It says five cards and one pop-out card per pack. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go to interventions. I'm, I'm so sorry. But we are going to the grocery store, apparently. Okay. Because it says, hold on, I'm going to read this like it's written in the different typefaces. Where do people get their energy? Question mark. And it's a picture. Is it waterfalls? I bet it's from a waterfall. It's definitely more waterfalls. No, although. Sorry, not people. TLC. I always forget. <laughs> Don't go, Jason, Bill Nye, the science guy. It's a picture of somebody's feet walking with, it looks like a scuba gear. Like it looks like they've got uh, yeah. flippers on here. Yeah. Through the aisle of a grocery store. And it's. People. A- people, I know. People are weird. And it says food web. 
People get their energy from food, like hamburgers and bananas, and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other food oh, sources for you. Food. food, food. Now, now I'm getting it. I always forget what food is. <laughs> yeah. Even the like dumbest child. Like a banana. Even the dumbest child should know what a food is. Come on. Of course, meat comes from animals, and they get their energy from the food they eat, like corn and hay, and plants. Like corn stalks and banana trees get their energy from the sun. A lot of banana talk. I think he's just focused yeah. on bananas. If you get my drift, wink, wink. Talking about the fruit, not penises. It, oh, okay. It's a great big system of energy where nearly everything gets energy from something else, and it all starts with the sun. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Guy to guy, I get my energy from you. Matt. Oh, and I got my energy from the sun. <laughs> well, then that works out great. The ex- I'm the Superman 4 of people. <laughs> yes, you get all your powers from the sun, like the ability to walk around and the ability to hang out. Experiment. Next time you go for a walk in the woods, dig into some nice big piles of leaves. What do you find? Those wet, Rotting leaves are providing food for millions of tiny organisms in the soil. They're part of the food web. Rub the leaves all over your body. They're so Or you'll moist. find a snake, like yeah. one of the two. Listen. Shove your hands straight into a big wet pile of leaves without looking. Put your hand into moist places, children. <laughs> Put, stick your hands everywhere. See what happens. It is an experiment. <laughs> I have a periodic table picture. Classic. Although not all of the periodic table, it appears to have the the middle section. Just the good parts. Yeah, starting from what you would call aluminum. The creamy middle of the periodic table. Which is number 13, uh, across to 18. And then so it's rows 13 to 18, 31 to 36, 49 to 54, and 81 to 86. I think that might be the... Alkaline Earth Metals. The band Alkaline Earth Metals? Yeah. That great jam rock band <laughs> from the late 90s. Yeah, that's the song Dilly Bob, number one hit single. And there's what looks like a, a superhero character on the side. And also an astronaut floating just off the screen. And some pencils. Titanium is a silver-gray metal that's as strong as steel, but half its weight. Titanium is used to make bicycle frames, high-performance airplane bodies, and jet engines. There are small amounts of it in artificial pearls, inks, plastics, and gemstones. And then there's a little did-you-know fact box that says, and I did not know this, Hmm? titanium is used to make smoke screens. It combines with oxygen to form thick white clouds of titanium dioxide smoke. What's your favorite thing that combines with oxygen? It seems like a lot of things combine with oxygen to create things. Ooh. Other things. Monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, because it helps them breathe. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I like I that. A monkey and they do combine with oxygen. Oh, wait, are you talking about monkeys the animals or the monkeys the band? The classic rock band. This is going to be embarrassing, but I'm just realizing for the first time that they're different things. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're completely different. <laughs> Not all monkeys are in the band The Monkeys. And not all people in the band The Monkeys are monkeys. Of course. Oh, my God. I feel so stupid now. Thank you, Bill Nye. No, no, no. Bill Nye is educating us. We're learning. See, we're learning things about the world we live in. Did you know one of the monkeys, I think it was Mickey, his mum invented liquid paper or whiteout? Whiteout. Son of a bitch. 
you might say she's the ultimate scientist. <laughs> you might. <laughs> Can I? I would love to. You can say it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm going to say it all the time. So we did some science today, for sure. We definitely did. If our audience got a taste of science and they want more, they could listen to the Probably Science podcast. Yes. We are also idiots, but we sometimes have people on who know what they're talking about. <laughs> we had Chris Hadfield, who was the Canadian astronaut who sung the Bowie song in space. Oh, yeah. Had See, on. that's how you get me. You yeah. have them singing. It's not just that they train for many years, that they learn their, their what tricks can science. You do? The tricks, you gonna get? flips. Songs, guitar, that's yeah. how you get the Jeffrey Goldens of the world to pay attention. We had a really great guy who was an expert in sleep. His name was Dr. Matt Walker. Do and... people call him Sleepwalker? Oh, my God. Hold on. I'll see if I can. Uh, I can't really drop these microphones. They're very sort of expensive. Pick them up and gently lower them. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a hilarious show. It's Thank a really you. funny show. What's your favorite topic? Like, what's your favorite science topic? Do you have one? You like... know what? I, that sleep one became my favorite real science episode just because it's amazing. I hadn't thought about it that deeply until, or even a fraction as deeply until we had him on the show. But every living thing sleeps, including like even bacteria have some form of their day cycle that sleeps. And yet... Sleep is the worst idea. <laughs> sleep is a terribly, like from an evolutionary point of view, sleep is a terribly, like it's, it's idiotic because. Oh, yeah. That, well, somebody could eat you while you sleep, yeah, while you're defenseless. Everything you know about evolution. So for a third of the day, every day, you are defenseless, not looking for food, not looking for a mate. Everything you were told you should be doing from an evolutionary point of view, which is surviving and reproducing is disadvantaged by this thing that you have to do, which tells you it must be extremely important. And, and it turns out it is. Like, it's, uh, like, it's incredibly important for uh, every aspect of existence. I thought the answer was going to be, it's not that important. It's vestigial. It's just vestigial <laughs> we're sleep. Just, we're just lazy. Yeah, humans. the idea that sleep... Well, but it's not just human. It's everything. The idea that sleep hasn't somehow worked its way out of evolution for any creature, despite life having existed for so long means it must be really important. So that's what he was talking about. We got into the Q&A and we started going like, okay, so what drugs do this? And what like the... <laughs> he was great. Well, I recommend you stay awake and you listen to Probably Science Podcast. It's a hilarious show. Thank you. And you can find it on the iTunes. You can find it on the iTunes and now Google Play, I believe, has it. Wherever podcasts are not sold. <laughs> yeah. Trade. All right, it is time to trade. Are you ready? Let's do some aggressive trading here. As someone who doesn't understand basic principles of science, I think I could use that food one mm -hmm. to remind me what food is. <laughs> yeah, because you're always works. forgetting to eat. I know. So, I was almost web. about to pass out. Which uh, hitchhiker's And also, you're always walking through supermarkets in scuba diving gear. I'm so quirky. Yeah. You know, I'm a real manic pixie dream dude. You are dude. such a character. <laughs> Which card would you like? I would like quite like the Don't Panic. And that's a classic. Yeah. That is truly a classic. It's yeah. like a good, solid card. Yeah. It's it's definitely the hitchhiker's card you're expecting. <laughs> that's with, very important. With that and Tau, but we have Tau Part 2, which is of a maybe a lesser value. This is true. Is there uh, anything you would like from the hitchhiker's world? The custodians of the computer. Who learn about uh, 42... The answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yep. That's a lot. That's a big, 
deal see, learning the answer to life. See, universe I tried to undersell it by describing it as the guys who got the computer, <laughs> ignoring the fact that it has the 42 at the end. The IT guys, yeah. you know, the computer maintenance guys. Hoping that you wouldn't necessarily connect it to the fact that it's sort of the punchline of the book. <laughs> I think for this, I would want the periodic table of Bill Nye, the science guy. Okay, uh, the titanium card. The titanium card made of pure titanium. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Let's get that done. Do people ever reject trades on this? Yes, all the time. <laughs> They're allowed to do that. I'm happy with that trade, though. I'm, I feel good about that. I feel good about this episode of our show. I think we did a great job. I think so, I. too. I think we've learned stuff. Had some laughs. <laughs> we had some gaffes. I don't know much about science. Uh, I'd like to thank Meltdown Comics for hosting us. And thank you, Matt, for being on Two Packs a Week. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was edutainment, you might say. <laughs> Let's not. No, let's never say that. <laughs> Kids should not be listening to this show. That's two packs a week, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. I'm waving goodbye to you. Two Packs a Week was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers. Break music by Lee Rosevere. Logo by Kenny Kyle. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Two Packs a Week, that's T-W-O, and me at Jeffrey Golden, that's Jeffrey with the G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics at 7522 Sunset. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for y'all to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. And uh, just to let you know, the elbows get picked up, the tables. Oh, and I'll say off that. Also, I noticed the chair's kind of creaky. Yeah. every squeaky chair. Everything around. (laughs) All the furniture here is designed to ruin podcasts. (laughs) Well, it kind of feels like... we're recording in some kind of haunted house. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> this is another room in the haunted mansion that they cut. Yeah. Welcome to the audio room where the oh. ghosts are recording on a squeal-to-squeal tape deck. Ooh. Uh, audio room, you say? Why, there hasn't been an audio room here for 50 years. <laughs> Unless... Go, 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 go.